Louder! And welcome to Lights, Camera, Exploitation, your guide to exploitive cinema. This is the pod boss, TJ Bowser. And joining me as always is my doppelganger, Kangabanger from Down Under, Mr. Brody Kane. Howdy, howdy, motherfuckers. And we have a special Black Friday episode for you today. We will talk about all the things that we picked up from Vinegar Syndrome and Severn. Brody, we waited, we waited, and we speculated. We, we conversed about rumors. We argued, we cried, we shed blood, and the day finally came, and all was revealed to us, and we scored big this year. Severin, doing a great job giving us films, just doing a terrible job with a fucking website. <laughs> what a fucking disappointing, like, that That was fucking disappointing, and I was like, I was like you, I was waiting on fucking midday my time, and then I was like texting you in between, and I'm like, dude, I'm about to buy Night of the Demons. No, you're not. I'm like, why? 502 that shit just crashed. <laughs> Error. Now, on so, top of yeah. that, I do appreciate that they're trying to do something different with the website, and I, I do kind of like the new look, but my biggest complaint would have to be that it doesn't display the prices, like, right there. So you can't just browse through and just see the price, or even just show the MSRP and then the discounted price or whatever the price is. That would help a lot. I hate clicking on things to see the price. I hate it. Fix that. My biggest complaint about all that. But let's talk about the films we picked up today. So first up, we have Vinegar Syndrome. Brody, you got Grave Robbers from Vinegar Syndrome today. I actually have that. I think I want to go say I got that on the last Black Friday sale. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, one, that one, because I, well, there's a bit of a funny story behind that. So I went on there yesterday obviously because Severin wasn't working. And I'd heard about this other film that was coming out that they were releasing called Grave Robbers, obviously. Um, but that was 1988, and the one that I ended up purchasing was from 1989. And me being a dumb shit, I actually didn't really check out the plot. So I just quickly rushed in, <laughs> bought that shit, and I'm like, yeah, can't wait for this. And then I'm like, hang on. The match, the video, uh, the images on this fucking uh, Blu-ray cover and that don't match the ones that I'd seen prior to something else, you know? So I finally followed up on it, and by the time I followed up on it, it was too late. I'd bought the wrong fucking movie. But I've heard that this film is fucking fantastic, so I'm actually really happy that when you were describing it to me, um, I'm a massive fan of Spanish or is it is it Mexican, Mexican horror? Uh, Same thing, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, I think it's Spanish. Uh, Ruben Galindo Jr. is the director of that. He did a couple other films that I believe uh, Vinegar Syndrome has right now. Uh, quality Guy, I think he also did Dope Panic, but I think Dope Panic is his, his, is his most American film, if that makes sense. Uh, in fear. Yes. Yeah. But that's a good pickup for you, man. Uh, I hope 
that motivates you to get more of uh, Ruben's films. Absolutely. I've always been a massive fan of um, even, well, well, I hate to say Del Toro because he's pretty much mainstream, but his, like, his earlier work um, was pretty like grindhouse. Gr- yeah. Fuck. Yeah, grindhouse-ish. There we go. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I've always been a fan of that um, subgenre. So, yeah, I'm really keen to see how it turns out. Fucking A. So I got for my first pickup is Ticks from 1993 from director Tony Randell. Uh, he also did Amityville 1992 in Hellraiser 2. I love those movies. Uh, Seth Green, Amy Dolans, Clint Howard, Virginia Keene, all star in it. That movie is nuts. We watched that for Gordon didn't we actually i don't think we have or was that slugs that was slugs ah. yeah but it would be a good one for Goromor. more of tony's work needs uh proper releases and i got the 4k uhd with the side entry slip cover Ooh, baby that's a region free uhd blu-ray set and that is newly scanned and restored in 4k from its 35 millimeter inner positive has a commentary track with tony and actor clint howard moderated by nathaniel thompson boy that sounds like a good time it does Commentary track with special effects supervisor Doug Beswick and stop motion animator Yancey Calzada. That also would be cool. This movie has a lot of those uh, balloons under the skin effect, I think. Yes. And then Especially of, uh, Clint Howard scene. And then, of course, with these premium offerings from Vinegar Syndrome, Under the Skin, The Making of Ticks, an extended three-part making of documentary with director Tony Randall, actress Rosalind Allen, special effects supervisor Doug Beswick, actress Amy Dolans, and writer Brent Friedman, and a whole bunch of other people. Oh, and Brian Usna produced that as well. Ooh. Ooh, I see your ears pricked up then. Yeah. Fucking looking at me. And that was $37.99. Uh, it's a relatively new title. It's not featured in the sale, but it's definitely worth a pickup because of that slipcover. Now on to other things. Now, I'm going to talk about this and also try to sell Brody on this so he could spend more money. New York Ninja from 2021. So originally directed by and starring martial arts actor John Liu. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm terrible at names. I apologize. In his only American production, New York Ninja was filmed entirely on 35mm in 1984, but the project was abandoned during production, resulting in all the original sound materials being lost over time. 35 years in the future, Vinegar Syndrome acquired the original unedited camera negative and painstakingly reconstructed the complete movie. Mm. Enlisting the voice talents of Don the Dragon Wilson who is in Blood Fist, Linnea Quigley, Michael Berryman, Vince Murdoco, Matt Mittler, Leon Isaac Kennedy, Ginger Allen, and Cynthia Rothrock. Vinegar Syndrome Pictures is extremely proud to present this truly one-of-a-kind experience restored in 4K from the original camera elements and all of its ridiculous over-the-top glory for the first time ever. And then we have a little like plot synopsis of what exactly it is. Brody, you want to read that? John is just an average man working as a sound technician for a New York City news station until one day his pregnant wife is brutally murdered while witnessing the kidnapping of a young woman in broad daylight. Turning to the police for help, John soon learns that the city is over run with crime and the police are too busy to help. Dressing as a white ninja, John takes to the streets as a sword-wielding vigilante hell-bent on cleaning up the streets of the city he once loved. By by reading it of muggers, pickpockets, rapists, and gang members, yeah, you definitely got me sold so far. Um, however, in John's quest for justice, he soon finds himself the target of every criminal in the city, including a mysterious villain o- known only as the Plutonium Killer. 
Will John survive to become the hero that New York City so desperately needs? So this is something called a VSP title, which is Vinegar Syndrome Pictures. And it's the same packaging as their VSU titles. And that is like the double slip cover with the big thick outer shell with the magnetic clip. And then you get the, the slip cover and then the film. And then included with that is a region free two disc set. And it's like they I mentioned earlier, it's the 4K scan from the original negative, a 2.0 stereo mix with optional analog mono mix if you want to get that throwback sound commentary track with the rewriter redirector slash editor the guy who remade the movie essentially an extensive uh making of documentary called re-enter the new york ninja an interview with the director called redirecting the new york ninja just a whole slew of supplements and stuff that movie's 34.99 another film that i just wanted to make sure that i got just in case if it were to ever run out uh i listened to the seven films podcast and they talked about how like crazy work went into this and then they talked about the voice cast and i was like wow and then they talked about the story and i was like oh my so this is definitely a pickup for me brody thoughts uh, like i said mid through that plot um it's definitely something <laughs> that piques my interest runs a little blood to the penis <laughs> that's for sure um you know what this this is fucking dangerous talking about these Black Friday sales because after this podcast, I'm probably going to have no fucking money by the end of the day. <laughs> so I have you to thank for that, Mr. Bowser. But yeah, no, that's um, that's fucking awesome for the fact that um, they didn't finally bring it out until like 35 years later. It's like, it's something that you must have. It's like a part of fucking film history. Mm-hmm cinema you know just fuck and that's a fucking stellar cast like we have some fucking horror icons in that cast so you know fucking ginger lynn yeah right kane pretty fucking keen now. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Speaking of keen, probably the one I'm the most keen for, and that is 1993's Trauma, which I was so excited for. Uh, any more Argento films that can be released in Region A, I'm all for it. So, of course, that is director Dario Argento, starring Ossie Argento, James Russo, Piper Laurie, Frederick Forrest, and Brad Dorif. Limited slipcover, <laughs> and it's uncut for the first time in the USA. Region free, newly scanned and restored in 4K from the 35 millimeter interpositive uh interview with writer director dario argento a whole bunch of interviews there's one with tom savini called heads above the rest there's interviews with actor james russo piper laurie uh sharon barr yeah there's a fuck ton of supplements here uh video work print featuring several extended scenes archival electronic press kit that's fucking rad that was a uh, 27.99 i wasn't really scared of that one running out of print or anything but that's just when stuff like that becomes available like you you buy it you know what i mean absolutely especially you being a massive fucking argento fan that's yeah. uh that's just one more to your list fucking hit. do you actually own all of his films or you- most of them that are out in region a fucking hell yeah how many like roughly do you think you need to complete the whole well, maybe argento only collection? four or five left that are just locked up in some sort of stupid region lock situation right now but we're getting his comedy movie what is it five days of milan or in milan something like that uh next year from severin so that's one step closer to what we need to and we're all just waiting for arrow to be like and here's the four flies on gray velvet 4k because we never did a blu-ray mm. and we starved everybody of this glorious film because of all the uh you know the films in the animal trilogy that one's like the less talked about and i hate it because it's so cool it's a rock and roll jallo and who doesn't like that shit yeah that's my bread and butter every day the goddamn <laughs> fucking week i need to suss it i was talking to these italian guys that um they're called van norton designs and they were telling me about it and they're like dude you need to see this fucking movie and i was like yeah you know what and then you come along and said the same 
same thing. So you might have to give that one a fucking suss. I don't know how, but yeah. I have a digital Definitely file. worth buying. Ooh. <laughs> Tempting. So the next title that I got was Summer of 84 from 2018, and that is from Gunpowder and Sky. That is a 4K release with a limited slipcover. Brody's a fan of this film, directed by Francois Simonard, Enoch Wissel, and Johan Carl Wissel, uh, starring Graham Verschier, Judah Lewis, and Caleb Emery. I didn't fuck that up that bad at all. I'm impressed. Italian and French, I'm getting pretty good at. Uh... (laughs) Audio commentary with filmmakers, blooper reel, new interview with cinematographer and composer, and new interview with filmmakers. That's $37.99. I saw that in the partner labels tab and was like, fuck, that art is rad as hell. And I remember watching the movie on Shudder and I was like, this is a pretty cool like throwback movie because it has that 80s feel by while, all, while also maintaining that modern Maison Sense feel. So like totally fucking rad. Brody, take it over. Uh, the love I have for this film is fucking endless. It's the- same directors of Turbo Kid. Um, so I'm obviously a huge fan of that film and what these guys put out, uh, to have three directors work on these films, you know, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. But a lot of people, when this first came out, were comparing it to Stranger Things. It is fucking far from Stranger Things, just let me just say. Maybe the kids and their dialogue a little bit, but other than that, this is like pretty fucking serious film. Like um, it's more of a slasher film. Would you say, Mr. Bowser? Yeah, in in a way, it's like a slasher film from the kid's perspective. So, like, if you live Mm. next to us, to so not just okay, you know what? Spoilers. Okay, the movie's been out for a couple years. So, if it's the kid's perspective of living next to a serial killer, okay, and if that serial killer had power, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Especially being the policeman that he is, you know. it's but, interesting. Right, look. It creates a unique dynamic that really hasn't been seen in other films or in the genre. Exactly. Yes. It's a cool little throwback. Speaking of very unique films, let's talk about the next one, which is 1989's Blades from director Thomas R. Rodinella, starring Robert North, Jeremy Whelan, Victoria Scott, Holly Stevenson, and William Towner. That is a limited slipcover. So I'm going to read the uh, plot for you, Brody. Let's see if this sells you. Come on, give it to me, baby. The Tall Grass Country Club offers its members a luxury getaway with all the best in sport and relaxation. But when a mangled body is discovered on the pr- on the club's prize golf course right before a nationally televised tournament, panic ensues and all the possibility of a killer on the loose, and even worse, that, he- that the death might cause some bad press. Enlisting the expertise of Roy and a has-been golf pro, along with disgruntled pro-hopeful Kelly to unmask the culprit behind the carnage, the club's hard-nosed owner soon finds himself with even bigger problems, and the additional victims begin to turn up at all signs point to the killer being an out of control bloodthirsty lawnmower (laughs) what twist (laughs) boom Uh, fucking it's jaws with the lawnmower (laughs) i would watch that i'd watch the fuck out of that and i can't help but thinking if caddyshack was a horror film this would be it there's a making of documentary on this and that's one of the reasons i got it and it's called four warning (laughs) 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 I like what they did there. It's clever. Yes, absolutely. The artwork is a girl getting run over by a fucking uh, (laughs) lawnmower. So... I need to actually let me look it up for a second. There's, to, there's just over a thousand left in stock with the slipcover. So, oh, they haven't ran out yet. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's uh, the back says just when you thought it was safe to putt. <laughs> cool looking fucking poster. <laughs> fucking hell. Actually, yeah, I did see that on the website. Pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got horror parody. You can so tell that was a trauma release. Like, it's like a uh, blood hook. You know what I mean? Like it falls into that weird, Fuck. 
Or uh, what is it? Uh, fuck. House on Tombstone Hill. It, it's like in that like crazy, like weird s- subgenre of trauma slasher movies that are just too absurd to believe, but are cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that? Uh, the poultry guys. It's like the chickening or something. It's, yeah. What, what is it? yeah it's like the KFC that goes uh, the haunted KFC. Yeah, that's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That was actually the first trauma film my daughter ever watched, and then she was like. That was pretty good. I was like, "You want to watch Toxic Avenger now?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to give you a little bit more taste of what trauma can actually fucking provide? Yes. So uh, another new thing for me here is Boarding House from 1982 from director John Wintergate, starring John Wintergate, Klasu, Joe Rio Jordan, and. Joel Reardon, Reardon, Lindsay Freeman, and that's from Agfa plus Bleeding Skull collaboration with Limited Slipcover. Slipcover's incredible. Uh, region-free two-disc set, and it has a theatrical cut preserved in 2K from an original negative, an original home video cut transferred from a three-quarter inch master tape. The theatrical cut has partial commentary, and then from uh, Bleeding Skull's Joseph Zimba. The theatrical cut also has a second commentary from the stars of the film, and then a 35mm theatrical trailer, home video trailers and TV spots. Disc 2 has Psycho Killer, which is a previously unreleased alternate cut of Boarding House from a one-inch master, which will be awesome to see. And then another movie called Sally and Jess in 1989, also featured on the disc, previously unreleased, a family film from the makers of Boarding House, preserved in 2K from a 16mm print. And you know how I like film grain, so that should look fucking rad. And that also has its own commentary, its own onset footage, and that has music videos that John Wintergate did with Klasu. And that was $27.99, and that is packed to the gills. And Boarding House is like an 80s slasher film. And I saw that and was like, well, look at all those supplements. You can't go wrong. <laughs> fucking A. I, I, mean, to have a com- I mean, to completely have a, a whole nother cut of that film, and then to have a whole nother film on top of that, like that's just nuts to me. Fucking oath. The I'm actually impressed of all the fucking bonus content that are coming out on these Blu-rays. It is fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's, it kind of really awesome. helps justify the prices for some of these when you see them. Uh, the next one is The Last Matinee from 2020. That's directed by Maximiliano Contenti, starring Ricardo Islas, Luciano Grasso, Franco Duran, Giulietta Spinelli. And that is from Darkstar. That is also another partner label from Vincent. That's a Region A Blu-ray, and that has Frankenstein Day of the Beast, a feature film. What? <laughs> it's got a film inside the film. <laughs> yes. And then another feature film called Medico Viventi 5. Okay. That's rad as fuck. Uh, VFX Backstage with VFX director Christian Gruez. Seven or eight short films, music videos, storyboards, cover art. $25.54 for that. So you get three full films. <laughs> seven or eight shorts music videos did you, know, did you know you were getting all this when you fucking bought it or did you just buy because you like the fucking artwork on the cover well the I, i've watched uh part of it and i've saw the reviews for the rest of it and i was like yeah. I, I i want this i want it 
and I want to be able to be able to watch it on my own system. I didn't even realize all that came with it. I thought those were like bonus features. I didn't realize those were feature films. That's cool. Maybe they should actually like for say Frankenstein. Now just imagine if those films inside the film come with more bonus content for those films. I'd say you'd struck gold. Absolutely. I mean, you're really like amping up the premium package on this stuff, you know? Can I? So that is the last of our Vinegar Syndrome titles and we will shift our focus. You didn't buy anything else from Vinegar Syndrome, right? Just Grave Robbers? Yeah, no, I was being a bit of a tight ass this fucking sale. Um, Who knows though? Like I said, you've sold me on that fucking ninja, so I could potentially uh, buy up. But yes, long story short, yes. Fucking A. So let's shift gears to another one of our favorites, even though their website's trash now, and that is Severin Films. I apologize for, for dragging a sweaty nutsack across your name on this episode, but like that midnight crash, even though they did announce that they will include a $20 gift card in all people's order on order all orders placed during the Black Friday sale. So good on them for kind of like saying here, we acknowledge that we did something. You guys are cool, and I apologize for bragging on you a little bit. So let's talk about some of the films I picked up. First, I picked up Parita Durango from 1997 from director Alex Dile Inglesia, starring James Gandolfini, Rosie Perez, Javier Bardem, and Alex Cox. Stacked cast, and it's technically a prequel to David Lynch's film, Wild at Heart. Let that sink in, buddy. <laughs> what the fuck? Have one on <laughs> And this, that is a 4K UHD with slipcover, and that features an interview with the director called On the Border, an interview with the writer called Writing Parita Durango, Dancing with the Devil, an appraisal by film scholar Rebecca McKendry, uh, an interview with Abraham Castillo Flores and Cult, oh, and Cauldron of Blood author Jim Skultz, a bunch of other interviews with the composer and the director in a trailer. It is pretty cool. That is on sale for $25. It was a 4K, and I just got Wild at Heart from Shout Select, so I kind of want to get the pair. Absolutely. It'd be rude not to buy that motherfucking film. Yeah. And the fact that Gandolfini's in it, and I think this is a movie that has the strange like baby fetus things that are sold with it back in the day remember remember when i was like all oh, severin has this weird baby fetus thing that you can buy yeah oh what the fuck? i think it was for this movie <laughs> speaking of strange things let's talk about a movie that we both uh, bought yesterday and that we were very yeah. very excited for and that is night of the demon from 1980 and holy fuck are we happy that this finally got a release this never had a proper release up until now so thank you severin for doing god's work and making this happen and that is from Director James C. Wasson, starring Eugene Dow, Melanie Graham, Terry Wilson, Bob Collins, and a dickless man. Oh shit, is he actually dickless or are you just saying that? Uh, you'll have to watch the movie and find out. Two disc Blu ray set with slipcover featuring all these incredible supplements. Just a little green, kind of out of Waco, Texas. Interview with producer Jim Ball. The Demon Made Me Do It, interview with the director. Eye of the Demon, interview with cinematographer. Fraternity of Horror, previously unreleased 1964 feature produced by Jim Bale. Another fucking release that has another feature. Cryptid Currency, Transgression, Aggression, and Bigfoot Cinema. Video essay by David Cole, author of the Bigfoot filmography. That's cool. Tales from the Cryptid, interview with Stephen Bissett, co-author of Cryptid Cinema. Another Bigfoot supplement. Deconstructing Patty, interview with William Munns, author of the When Roger Met Patty. That would be somebody who's like an expert on the on the Patterson footage. Ooh. I believe that's what that is. Uh, Mondo Bigfoot, interview with Lyle Blackburn, author of Boggy Creek Casebook. Fucking A. Fuck. 
ban, ban the sadist videos, ban the sadist videos part two, and my nasty memories interview with ban the sadist videos director David Gregory. Fucking A. I'm excited. We finally, for we finally get a Bigfoot film. Yeah. And it's gonna fucking do it justice. features uh, Bigfoot grabbing two Girl Scouts and making them choke each other to death. Uh, it has Bigfoot <laughs> ripping a man's dick off. It has Bigfoot killing folks in a slew of ways that I don't want to completely ruin. It is absolutely yeah. awesome. Uh, they're also offering a limited run of Bigfoot masks that look just like the movie. It's so funny because if you watch the movie, Bigfoot's clearly just a monkey suit with wigs glued to it. And it <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they selling a figurine of him as well? Yes, and he's holding a, a, a phallus. <laughs> oh. So whenever I bought that, there was an option to buy the new Masturbating Gunman sticker and the uh, Night of the Demon sticker, which both feature a penis. So I got both stickers to put on my video cases, like my video equipment cases. It's for everyone. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to carry it, you might as well carry a cock. Now, the biggest, Ooh. the baddest of them all, the thing that we've been excited about ever since it was announced, I finally pulled the trigger. Brody's going to pull the trigger very, 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 very soon. And that is on Severn Films, All the Haunts Be Ours, a compendium of folk horror. Brody, read it away. The most comprehensive collection of its kind begins with the definitive genre documentary of our time. Kier La Janice, award-winning Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. From their experience, 19 of the best-known, least-known, rarely-seen and thought-lost classics of folk horror from around the world, all restored from the par- all restored from the best available vault elements with special features that include short films, audio commentaries and exclusive featurettes. The ultimate genre exploration continues with the original Woodland soundtrack by Jim Williams and a reading of the classic short story The White People by actress Linda Hayden, as well as a 126-page illustrated book curated by Janice and designed by Luke Insect featuring all new writings by renowned film scholars, authors, and historians. So let's break it down disc by disc here, folks, because this needs it. And we want a reason to talk about these movies anyway. So we're a couple days from that, actually. What is it? Uh, that drops on the 7th officially. So yeah. In that, disc one features Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, directed by Kirla Janice, a 2021 film. That's 192 minutes, region free. Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched explores the folk horror phenomena in its culturally specific manifestations to in international horror from its first wave in the 1970s to today. Disc 2 features Eyes of Fire from Avery Avery Krauts, and that is from the USA from 1983. That runs 86 minutes, region free. That is from 4K restoration from the original negative, and that is the seminal American folk horror film unavailable on home video for decades, now debuts in a new 4K restoration. A rogue 18th century preacher and his followers make their way downriver to establish a new settlement beyond the western frontier and encounter a forest enchanted by strange spirits that will bring an apocalyptic madness upon them. Brody, you want to read the next two discs? Absolutely. So we have Le- Lepteresa? Yes, on disc three. So on disc three, we have Lepteresa by Jorde Kiarijovic. Serbian name, we apologize. Yes. From 1973, it runs at 65 mini It is one, how the fuck do you want to read that? Aspect one. ratio of 133 to 1. <laughs> Aspect ratio of 133 to 1. Uh, it is region free. HD Master from Public Service Media Radio Television of Serbia. <laughs> 
based loosely on the Milovan Gliskis fucking whatever that is, classic (laughs) 1880s Serbian vampire story after 90 years, which preceded Bram Stoker's Dracula by nearly two decades. Drjordes Kedabliva adaptation is a subversive, darkly erotic take on Gliskis' pastel tale of a group of of rural villages beset upon by the infamous vampire Zava Savanovic, who has taken up residence in their local flour mill. Once again, we apologize for the pronunciations of those names. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Do you want me to read out the next one? Yeah, why not? (laughs) I'll I'll keep going. I'll butcher this one. Here we go. Disc four, Witch Hammer. I'll take Vara Gerskroskothia. Czechoslovakia. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> From 1970. It runs at 170 minutes. Aspect ratio of 2 to 35 1. Color, region free. HD restored master supplied by the Czech Film Center. Otaka Var. Otaka Vavra's film about 17th century witch hunter. Zinik Vik Franteskev Boblik. And the horrors he visited on the small village of Valke Lozini has been called an Eastern European counterpart to Michael Reeves, which finder general and Michael Armstrong's mark of the fucking devil. Fucking A. And that also has another film on it. Yes, it does. And it's called V-I-Y. So I'll just say Vi. V-I-Y. <laughs> v- so, and that um, Con- Constantin? Eshoff? Konstantin? These are Soviet Union names. Uh, Russian. Uh, Yeah, there's no way. So this is Soviet Union era Russia. Yeah, absolutely. It is fucked up to say. Um, It runs in at 76 minutes with an aspect ratio of 133 to 1. It is color, region free, HD restored master supplied by Mosfilm, based on the classic novella by Nikolai Gogol. Vi remains the height of Soviet fantasy cinema in 19th century Russia. A seminary student is forced to spend three nights with the corpse of a beautiful young witch. But when she rises from the dead to test his faith, it will summon a nightmare of fear, desire, and the ultimate demonic mayhem. Comes with a bonus silent short films of Satan Exulant from 1917, which is... 20 minutes in length, and The Queen of Spage from 1916, which is 16 minutes. And finally, The Portrait from 1915, and it runs at eight minutes. That's pretty fucking rad. So, disc five features Lake of the Dead from Kerr Brugstrom, and that is uh, from Norway from 1958, and that is 77 minutes, and that is an aspect ratio of 240 to 1. Black and white, region-free, restored in 2K from the original camera negative. Considered a classic of Norwegian cinema, a group of colleagues venture into a remote cabin to look for a missing friend and are spooked by an old legend that the cabin had belonged to a man who killed his sister and her lover and then drowned himself in the lake. Since then, it is said that anyone who stays in the cabin will be driven to the same fate. Fucking A. Now the next movie, Tilbury, and that I, Vildar Vikenson, and that it's Iceland, an Icelandic movie from 1987, runs 57 minutes, region free, aspect ratio of 133 to 1, restored in 2K from the original camera negative and the Film Museum of Iceland. This made-for-TV film shares the Icelandic lore of the Tilbury, a creature who could be summoned by women in times of financial hardship and starvation, but the gifts of the Tilbury come with their own brand of destruction. Set in the 1940s during the British occupation, a country 
country boy discovers his childhood sweetheart is having an affair with a British soldier, but suspects it could be one of the evil creatures. So the Tilbury, I believe, uh, whenever this woman asks for the Tilbury's help, this woman then grows an extra nipple on the inside of her thigh from which the Tilbury then drinks from. What the fuck? So I believe that there's several scenes of this uh, creature suckling on the inner thigh of women. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. Who comes up with this shit? So I I did say that I'd talk about the next couple, but I think you're probably more suited to talk about the next couple. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. I'll do these two, and then you read out the next two, but you've got to read it out in Australian. Oh, that'd be terrible. You do, you do the Australian ones. No, no, no. It'd be all right. You'd be all right. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. With disc, disc six, we have The Dreaming by Mario Andrakio from Australia in 1988. It runs at 90 minutes with an aspect ratio of 1 to 85.1. It's in color. It's region free. Restored in 2K from best surviving 35 millimeter positive print. When a group of indigenous activists attempt to rep- repatriate ancestral artifacts found in a cave on Australia's Kangaroo Island. One of them is shot evading police and taken to a local hospital. When the patient dies in her care, the doctor attending to her experiences strange visions relating to violent events from the past. Pretty brutal. Absolutely. You ever hear any of these? Uh, uh, of what, sorry? The... Any of these films we're talking about? Absolutely not. And no. I will just mention that I had a quick chat to our dear friend Mark Savage from The Masturbating Gunman, and he does recall, I think, seeing one of these films out of the four. In one of like this, It could have been. I can't entirely remember. But he did say that he saw one in one of this underground cinema at, mm. uh, in Melbourne back in the day. So, But anywho, uh, so Kadachia is a James Boogie film, and it is in Australia, 1988. Runs at 88 minutes. It's an aspect ratio of 1 to 85.1. It's in color and region free. Mastered from only surviving broadcast quality video master. So that'll be interesting. And a little bit of a description about the film we have. Though conceived as a commercial horror film, this tale of teens being condemned to death in their dreams by an Aboriginal magician as recompense. As recompense? Yes. As recompense for a housing development having been built on a sacred burial ground also serves as an admission of national guilt. Does that sound a little bit like poltergeist to you? Yes, but with Aboriginal spirits. <laughs> so this will be interesting to see. Australia's poltergeist. Right, Mr. Bears, give it to us in Australian, baby. So, disc seven. <laughs> yeah, that's all you're going to get. Doing well, mate. Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> Cecilia and Turner, Australia, 1989, 103 minutes, 185 to 1. Color, region free, restored in 2K from 35 millimeter original negative. A 1950s Australia after nine. And old Cecilia hears the disturbing fairy tale of the Hobias in school. It colors her interpretation of real-life conflicts such as her parents, struggling relations, and the threat of communism, and the country plague of rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going, mate. You're doing well. And Turner's award-winning film paints a disquieting picture of innocence trying to make a sense of the harsh and complex world around her to escape into the dark fantasy. Bravo, bravo, <laughs> I like it. That's my Mick Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that clearly talks about the crazy rabbit plague that you guys had in the 50s. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> Absolutely. I was just more so fascinated with you trying to pull out that accent. <laughs> the next film is Allison's Birthday from Ian Collin, and that's Australia from 1981. I think this is probably like the most well-known Australian film in this set. Uh, restored in 2K from the 16mm CRI. Fucking A. That is a 185-1 color film. Getting its first official release since VHS era, this Australian paranormal cult is unearthed. During a Ouija board session with her teenage friend, 16-year-old Allison gets a message from beyond the grave not to go home for her 19th birthday. Fast forward three years later to her week of the 19th birthday, she gets a call from her mother that they're having a party to celebrate and they want her there alone. Fuck, that actually sounds really cool. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see how that one plays out. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking rad. So we're on what? Discate, Brody? So yeah, Discate. Uh, we have another name I'll butcher up is Will Zika. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Polish film. Uh, it, Polish film, absolutely. It is from director Marek Pystrak. Uh, from 1983. It runs at 103 minutes with an aspect ratio of 1 to 33.1. It's in color. Is that square? Region free. Keep going. I'll, I'll look it up. Restored in HD from original negative by WFDIF in Warsaw. And it's about a domestic hit in Poland on first release. Marek Pystrak's stunning wintry werewolf film is a sexually charged folktale that pits a 19th century Polish patriot against the ghost of his unfaithful wife, who haunts him from beyond the grave as a she-wolf. Fucking A, that sounds pretty cool. So the one three three one aspect ratio is the standard definition television aspect ratio. So when you do watch it, it will kind of look like a IMAX aspect ratio, like a Justice League. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's still cool. I yeah. I actually don't mind that. Especially when, if these are dirtier, it'll just make us look like we're looking looking at high quality old film. Like that's what we're doing. What we want to do. <laughs> what is, is it? Loki's. Loki's. Locus. Yeah. So we have Loki's, a manuscript of Professor Wittenbach, and it's by director Janusz Majewski, and it's a Poland film from 1970. It runs at 100. It runs at 100 minutes. It's an aspect ratio of 166 to one, and it's in that? color and region free. Restored in HD from original negative by WFDIF in Warsaw again, and it's about a pastor in eth- a pastor and ethnographer. Visits, yeah, yeah, whatever that is. Visits a remote <laughs> corner of 19th century Lithuania. Luth- Luthiana? Lithuania. Luthu- Lithuania. There you go. Where folk customs associated with the area's pagan past still have a hold on the population. There he finds himself the guest of a strange old family consisting of a sadistic count and his mad mother, who, legend has it, was raped by a bear on her wedding night. The count himself reputed to be the product of this bestial assault. That's a fucked up story. Yes. I felt like there were two Canadian films in the pack. I don't know if I put both of them in there. Let me double check. Clear cut? No. Disc 9 just has a bunch of bonuses. Okay. So, Disc 9 has clear cut from Rysgard Buski, Canadian film, 1991. Again, my pronunciation's terrible. Runs 98 minutes, 235 to 1, aspect ratio, region free, of course. Restored in 4K from the 35mm answer print. A white lawyer arrives to a remote area in northern Ontario to defend indigenous activists who are blocking a logging company's clear cut of old growth on their land. A pacifist by nature and perceiving himself as sympathetic to the indigenous concerns, he finds his value shaken when he is paired 
paired with an angry rogue indigenous activist named Arthur, who insists on kidnapping the head of the logging company to take him deep in the forest where he hopes to teach him the price of his destruction. Fucking brutal. Disc 10 features Il Dominio, and that is from director Brunella Rondi, and that is from Italy in 1963. That has a runtime of 98 minutes. That's black and white, restored from original negative from Rai TV in Rome. A stunning story of obsessive love set in rural southern Italian village where Christianity has integrated many of the old superstitious beliefs. Dahlia Lavi plays Purif, who is distraught when her lover is betrothed to another. Her erratic behavior is interpreted as demonic possession, leading the villagers to turn against her with physical and sexual violence. Fucking brutal. And of course, also on the disc is Dark Waters from 1993 from Marino Baino, and that is a Russian-UK-Ukrainian-Italian film, and that runs 89 minutes, 185 to 1, mastered in HD from the original negative. In Mariano Baino's groundbreaking debut, a young English woman's drawn to an island in the Black Sea in an attempt to discover her mysterious connection to a remote covent, a crumbling edifice that has been constructed over a labyrinth, over a labyrinth of Lovecraftian horrors. Brody? Disc 11, now here we go. A field in England by director Ben Wheatley. Elsie uh, returning. Absolutely. We love you, Benny boy. Uh, it's a UK film from 2012. It runs at 90 minutes. Aspect ratio of 2 to 35, 1. Black and white. And it is region A locked. HD Digital Master and the plot. During the Civil War in 17th century England, a small group of deserters flee from a raging battle and are captured by an alchemist who forces them to help him find hidden treasure. Crossing a vast mushroom circle which provides their first meal, the group succumbs to the terrifying energies trapped inside the film. Inside the field. That is a interesting film that I think we should do for future episodes. Yes, and we should do shrooms before we do the episode. Fuck, that's actually a really good idea. Just get all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> God damn, that'd be awesome, actually. And so on that same disc, we have Anchorese by director Chris Newby. That's a UK film from 1993. Runs at 108 minutes with an aspect ratio of 1 to 66 1. It's also in black and white and region A locked. Mastered in HD by the British Film Institute. And it's based on the true story of Christine Carpenter, a 14th century peasant who becomes transfixed by a statue of the Virgin Mary and petitions to be walled into to be walled into a cell attached to the church as a religious hermit. Alone in her cell, she receives dark and sensual visions, while in the outside world, her defiant mother, played by musician Toya Wilcox, is accused of witchcraft. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that premise. So Disc 12 features Pendus Fenn, and that is an Alan Clark film from the UK from 1974. Runs 90 minutes, color, region A, luck, mastered in HD from the British Film Institute. Alan Clark directs David Rudkin's epic tale of myth and identity, where a sanctimonious vicar's son has a spiritual and sexual awakening after being visited by a series of angels, gargoyles, and the ghosts of Edward Elgar and a long-dead pagan king. Pendus Fen is the most magical of all British folk horror films, what scholar Sudkovev Sandu calls Sandahu, called a lasting vision of heresy and pastoral horror. Plus a bonus short film, The Pledge, Digby Rumsey's from 1982, 22 minutes, based on the short story by early 20th century fantasy writer Lord Dunsey, dark and luscious film co-edited by an uncredited Peter Greenaway and featuring music by Michael Nean, courtesy of the British Film Institute. And lastly, Robin Redbreast from 
director James McTaggart from the UK in 1970, runs 76 minutes, Regent A. Locke, black and white, mastered from the BBC protection tape, the only surviving element in existence of this film. Fuck. Yes. And it's in black and white. The original movie was filmed in color, but they lost the tape and they only have the black and white TV thing. Oh, no. (laughs) So veteran British chiller writer John Bowen penned this legendary, terrifying BBC teleplay, now considered a precursor to The Wicker Man. Nora Palmer Mm. moves to a quiet village in England after a breakup. The locals are warm enough at first, but their sinister intentions are gradually revealed. Is Nora paranoid or is she the center of a wicked pagan plot of indescribable horror? Brody, talk about the bonus disc. uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, original motion picture soundtrack composed by Jim Williams. Uh, The White People by Peter McKen, read by Linda Hayden, music by Timothy Fife and Missionary Work. Uh, we have Arthur Machen's hugely inf- influential short story, first published in 1904, in which a discussion between the two men on the nature of evil leads to the revelation of a mysterious green book, The Diary of a Young Girl, in which she describes her initiation into a secret world of folklore and magic. Here the story is brought vividly to life with an incredible reading by Linda Hayden, who blood on Satan's and a remarkable original score. All the Haunts Be Ours, a 126-plus page book. Curated by Pierre La Genice, this beautifully illustrated book designed by Luke Insect features new writing by Andy Pacioric, Stephen Falk, and Mitch Horowitz, Dan Keatley, Sarah Chavez, Stephen R. Bissetti, and Jajan Oganov... Sorry, mate, I fucked your last name. (laughs) Uh, Alongside a selection of illuminating archival... Archival. A selection of illuminating archival pieces and a breakdown of all the films in the set. It's a bit of a fucking tongue twister naming out all these names, but I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. And just to take it back to the last film we mentioned, that film being in black and white, it could be actually a blessing in disguise. It could turn out better than the color. Yeah. You know, some films can be appreciated in black and white, Justice League, Mad Max 4, uh, things like that. Uh, Some of these more modern films that do get uh, appreciation in black and white, Lighthouse, one of those films that were just that with made in mind. Uh, A Field in England, uh, which we actually mentioned earlier, which is in this box set. All took that approach and appreciate the black and white. Uh, Yeah, I think that you're right. Maybe the black and white could help this in this fact. Well, in this case. So, yeah. I mean, what? The Possessed, one of the films we did in an earlier season, uh, that's black and white. And we really, really enjoyed that. Absolutely. Uh, I, what I love about that film was just that real dark and rich black in every yeah. fucking corner of each room. It just keeps you guessing, you know, scene by scene. I love that shit. Fucking amen. So we spent a lot of money. We uh, love talking about it, but- I'm about to spend a lot more money after reading all these. <laughs> I do want to get Jack Frost 1 and 2 from MVD probably on Friday. Pre-order those slip covers. Make sure those will get my way and all that. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to add, Brody? Um, No, I, I'm going to be very broke after this episode. I'll tell you that fucking much right now. I think a lot of us are after this sale, but uh, the Black Friday sale as, at the time of this recording is still going on for a couple more more days. I think uh, the severed one might end like Thursday at 3 a.m. I'm not sure. Memory spotty, but thank you for joining us on our Black Friday special. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Brody, thank you for tuning in. Nick is off doing family stuff this week, so we wanted to delay just a little bit, but also wanted to create content. So here we are. This is the Pod Boss, TJ Bowser. See you next week. This is your doppelganger kanga bang all the way from down under saying I'll catch you mother lickers next week. Ta-ta. 12 a.m. so hours till morning. Been online since.
since yesterday. Breath smells bad. I need coffee. Five hundred early bird specials. Not today. It's Black Friday, Black Friday. Gotta go to clothes on Black Friday. Everybody's going there at midnight, midnight. Black Friday, Black Friday. Something that rhymes with Friday. But done, done, done. I'll be done with this list by the weekend. Die, Turkey. Not today, Pilgrim. Not today. Bazooka! Woo! You tell him, Tom. You to me! Shut up, cranberry sauce. Nobody likes you. Your mom does. <laughs> That's true. 